Did they turn that into a bowling alley or what? The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to Planet Rage. Larry, are you ready to get your kicks on Planet Rage 66? Oh, Bubby, I am. You know, you know, I'm a, I'm a ghost on the real 66. So yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Route 66 is a... Route 66, yeah. An I'm interesting... Yeah, it's an interesting bit of Americana, as is this show. Yeah, I guess. We're kind of the audio version of what you might find on Route 66. (laughs) I mean, not quite as much as that Larry show. The stories are much better there. Here, you mainly just have uh, a couple of old guys bitching. Yeah, we're not here to storytell. We're here to rage. 21 shot in Chicago this weekend, four fatally. Which, okay, so 20% kill ratio, they're getting back up to uh, old uh, old standards. We still haven't had any snow to speak of this particular right, season, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. The most interesting story out of Chicago was one of the 16-year-old. Now, you listen to Random Thoughts, and I appreciate that. You may remember the story of... The guy, the alderman that was blaming video games for all of the carjackings in Chicago. And I pointed out that the reality was because the law was changed where they said we will never, ever prosecute somebody that was either 18 or 16 and younger as an adult for carjacking. Right. The story that was in the news multiple places this past week was a 16 year old that went on a carjacking spree, carjacking 12 different people, 12 different vehicles in seven hours. Holy shit. He was busy. Wow. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. This was from a, uh, a slaynews.com article, and I don't know what Slay's bent is or if they're accurate at all, but they had a, a breakdown of where his first victim, this was going back to August 20th, so maybe they finally just caught this kid. Maybe there's enough you know, facial recognition or something, but it started at 12.07 a.m. where he carjacked a 33-year-old woman and then carjacked another one at 1.50 a.m., 2.44 a.m., 3.25, 3.40. Now, that was a quick turnaround. Yeah, what was that, 2.45 and when? What? It was 3.25 and then 3.40, so only 15 minutes apart. Wow, this guy's cooking. 4.30 and 4.50, so only 20 minutes between those. 5.30 5.30 a.m., 6.08 a.m., 6.12. Wait, how do you do that? Four minutes apart. Carjackings. Wow. wow. And then 6.20. So clearly he had a chase car with a couple other drivers to take care of this for him. Yeah, somebody must have been taking care of these vehicles once yeah. uh, once he snatched them. Yeah. 
But this just shows you. And of course, he was brandishing a gun. I mean, nobody in Chicago is supposed to have guns. They're all illegal. And how can that be? They outlawed guns. You you know what? You must be getting this wrong. Yeah. J.B. Pritzker's office is trying to put all of the legal gun owners into jeopardy. But we always point out you have to know the reality. And these statistics, I don't have them in front of me. But if you had the statistics of how many guns used in Chicago for crimes were gotten legally at a gun store, I hate to break the news to you. It's like in the single digits. Oh, sure. So the concept of, well, if we can just do this, it'll take care of all the gun problems. Mm. Not going to happen. But I thought that was great. And it's like, if you want to know why. That's a hell of a story. Because the 16-year-old's wow. like, well, I know that I'm not going to be charged as an adult. Of course. And I'm sure some of his buddies said, hey, you're the man. And the moment you turn, what is it? So if he was 17, they would? Is that the cutoff? I'm not or? sure if it clicked once you hit 17 or once you hit 18. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you're 18, yeah. you're an adult. Was either yeah. nobody under 18 or nobody under you know 16 or under was going to be charged. Mm-hmm. But the reality is this is probably not the first night the kid was out and a 16 year old again out all night it's like do you have parents mm-hmm. do they not know or care where you are maybe not the mm-hmm. kids chicago don't worry about chicago, the crime chicago. it's a toddle in town if you want to get rid of your car i mean this is a great place to bring it if you're like you know i, I can't get a lot of money for it i'll just mm. just bring it here somebody will steal Any word it. on on what models he was favoring what uh kind of rides he was snatching sadly it does not say it gave See, the I addresses of all of them fucking tell what they were i know, you know really like were they nice cars were they like yeah. luxury cars i mean that's bad. i don't know what's easiest to flip at this point yeah usually it's not the most expensive cars that are easiest to flip it's you know it'll be like a toyota or something mm. whatever is easier yeah, to but- turn into parts yeah, but I mean, the big, I would think that the more expensive ones would be more favored by the chop shops, right? Because those parts will retail for, for a lot more. I'm not sure how that works. We need an expert. Yeah. We need an expert in uh, robbing people of their vehicles. Yeah, but I mean, you take any given part, say a fucking, you know, something silly like a, a bezel for a headlight. Right. You can bet your ass that bezel on a Chevy is going to be one-fifth the price of that bezel on a bmw oh yeah so they're just imagine the teslas and the mercedes and yeah that's when you start having real fun Mm. but it's great chicago come for the pizza stay for the carjackings well it's another you know it's another kind of statement on the dumbing down of america because to steal a car a parked car takes some skill right it really does you know you gotta you gotta be and they have gotten harder to break into well, unless it was what was it the was it the Hyundai? There was one model where the key fobs were very easily to be uh, duplicated. So people were getting them stolen because of that, because people were able to just if you were close enough when somebody sure. like locked their car, mm-hmm. you could pull the signal down and then use that to start the car. Because the, the, all these cars are now like, well, you don't have to put the key into the ignition. That's so inconvenient. So inconvenient. Yeah much easier to steal too yeah but i mean it took it took some it took some skill some knowledge to do that um but the, you know just stick a gun in the window and say give me a car that's really easy so it's and it's and any idiot can do it so so there <laughs> yes 
Yeah, well, it's like you know the keys are there. Yeah, right. And this has been happening in the backseat too. Uh huh. Well, sell him for yeah. Some depends. That's half the time they're like, no, don't want this car. But I saw that happen once on my way to class. You you witnessed a carjacking? Yeah, at DePaul. Oh, tell me about this. Going down, I had just gotten off of Lakeshore Drive onto Fullerton Avenue, which is where DePaul on the the Lincoln Park campus was on. And as it was just like right where uh, a light was. So I was driving on the other side, though. Obviously, what they pulled was giving a little bump to the woman in the car. So right. she gets out of the car. The right. driver comes to like talk to her while another one went around the other side, got in her car and took off. Yeah. Like, don't get out of your car. Don't leave the okay. keys in it. No. <laughs> I once witnessed a, uh, it was quite a thing. It was a kind of a, there was a spot, a dark spot near a, near a, uh, a park, which was a favorite place that uh, my girlfriend and I used to park and make out to Louise small hours. <laughs> Well, yeah, you don't want a lot of light if you're having a makeout no. spot. No, it was a great spot. And she was, she was, she was fun. And, um, so one night we were there, must've been probably one, two in the morning, I'm sure. And this car pulls up behind me. I'm thinking, fuck is this, you know? And then suddenly these two guys jump out and a second car pulls up and they were like, I swear to God, they were like a pit crew from the Indy 500. They had the fucking <laughs> wheels off that thing in about 19 seconds. Wow. Um, another guy, you could see he was inside. He pulled a radio or tape deck, whatever the hell was in there. They got what they wanted. And then one guy got back in the car and I guess they never knew that there was occupants or they didn't give a shit that we were right in front of them. I'm watching all this <laughs> in the rearview mirror. And then I see this guy go, I think it was, it was a really slick, vintage, hopped up uh, Dodge Charger, right? Nice car. Nice mag wheels on it. So one guy goes around the side and he pops a gas cap on the thing. And I see him shoving a line down there thinking, oh, this is not good at all. <laughs> and I kind of had a suspicion what he was up to. He gets that, he gets that, whatever the fuck, this rope soaked and then pulls it out, shoves it in the other end, takes out his Zippo. No, burn the thing? Yeah. Yeah, and that's when I fucking fired up my Ford, and I was down the road. I was about probably 30 yards away when that thing blew up. It was <laughs> a sight to see, yeah. Wow. I mean, that, yeah. that will not screw up your making out. I don't know what it will. It did. It certainly did, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just like, lucky they didn't want my car. <laughs> that's yeah. why I always loved having a really old Delta 88, because people are like, yeah, why would I want to steal that thing? Well, they were, you know what? Some of those Deltas had 425s in them and they were fast as fuck. They yeah. Really, sadly, mine really didn't. Giddy up. What did yours have? <laughs> it was the three something and it was the one I, I mean, I had one from yeah. the first one was a 1977 mm. that I bought from a oh, little old lady. By then. They've been deballed. You needed something in the Delta in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. when they were real. The other one was my grandfather's car, which was like an 83. I mean, it drove really nice, but wasn't, yeah. uh, I mean, you could get a little bit of, uh, you know, you can get a little bit of a chirp off the tires, but not, uh, mm. not like the good old days. No, no. You know, and then not like the Camaro that I got after that, which you could have all sorts of fun with. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a 88s, baby. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. that's the, the sad thing now is that the kids, they don't like the muscle. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe going back to the culture when you and I were growing up where it was like almost every guy 
that you knew, you know, wanted a muscle car. That was it. Except me. No, you didn't want one. You just wanted the uh, Lincoln town car. Exactly. You want to be rolling. Yeah. I wanted Gotti cars. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. I'd like that. Yeah. And then people are saying, oh, no, no. and I had, I had a couple, you know, I had some big, big uh, barges and I had a big, I had a big uh, Coupe de Ville and I'd always get the same shit from the muscle car guys. I mean, it's like driving your fucking living room. I said, exactly. Right. Yes. That's right. Yes. It's a different concept. <laughs> That's why I drive it. It's a different type of driving. Yeah. I took my boss's new Lincoln, got to work one day up in the Northern suburbs of Chicago and they had forgotten to get some base or a commercial job they were doing. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a big pickup, you know, based just a, uh, you know, plastic, whatever you vinyl stuff they make, you know, you put along the wall, the edges at the bottom to finish the stuff off. So I had to go pick up a few boxes of that and VPI base was located in Sheboygan. So I get there and they're like, Sheboygan, that's uh-huh. such a famous little place. That's like the most famous little town in the world, isn't it? It was guy. Yeah. Sheboygan, Wisconsin. It's a butt of a million jokes, and right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I like pull up and they're like, you got to go to Sheboygan. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. Mm. And it was a big enough pickup that, you know, it wasn't going to fit in my Camaro. So the boss is just like, well, take my car. And I did. And it was about a two and a half hour drive. And then I had to bring it a little further back. And then I just took that car home because the job was actually more towards the, the Southern burbs. But I remember coming home on whatever expressway that is up there doing a hundred miles an hour yeah, and driving, you know, it was literally, it was like you weren't moving, which was the beauty of it. Yes. And what model car was this again? It was a Lincoln town car. Lincoln town. Yeah. So this was probably like 93, 94 brand new Lincoln town car mm. going down a triple digits down the expressway and came across another Lincoln town car that was maybe doing 65 70 with like four old folks in it and i just glanced over and they looked very afraid just as they watched that i'll bet go by (laughs) i'm like no you're not pushing that car enough it's uh yeah it's made for speed well it's made for cruising that's for sure they're highway stars yeah yeah you did i had a like you said drive in your bedroom or living room yeah my my Coupe de Ville, I once um, pegged, I actually pegged the speedometer on that on the uh, Garden State Parkway. I came out of the rear tent toll plaza early on the uh, Sunday morning. There was no one there. And some guy was uh, in the next lane in a Thunderbird. And he gave me the kind of, you know, you want to run type thing. And um, that caddy had a 472 <laughs> under the hood. So it moved. Barrels. That, you know how that car would move? It would, you could, it had an automatic tranny. Of course, it was a Cadillac. It would, you could chirp the tires at 40. <laughs> it had some go, let me tell you. And nobody ever knew that. That is and, a motor. I just, yeah. And I just blew the guy's doors off and I kept going. Then I looked down and the, 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 uh, the speedometer's pegged at 120. And it kind of felt like it was about to go into flight. Like it felt, it felt like <laughs> the air was getting under the ass end and, and it was going to lift off. So I, that's when I throttled back. That is not Best. a good feeling. No. No agenda millennial. He's from Sheboygan. You see, it's a small world. Hey. Over by there. You go is up. Is that an Indian name? Sheboygan? Yeah, Sounds of course. Vaguely. Everything up there is like either in Wisconsin is like either Indian or French, right? I think I so. 
Yeah. It's not a bad place to be. I mean, it's really, it's better than, uh, Chirac, Wisconsin and Indiana are probably a little step up. Not as much insanity around, Yeah, but it's nice. It's nice. There was a story of, I thought this was funny. The guy, I don't know if you ever watched, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but I know him from the uh, Silicon Valley show, which, uh, I think it was HBO or Showtime it was on, but he was the Pakistani American guy. He played Dinesh in Silicon Valley and he's mad about all the woke stuff in Hollywood because he says he can't get a job playing a villain because they won't cast the brown guy as a villain. Wow. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. He's like, you know, they're like, oh, what would that look like? And it's like, well, I want to play the bad guy. It's like, that's racist right there that you won't let him play the bad guy. Cause you're like, well, nope, <laughs> we can't let the Brown guy play the bad guy. What kind of a message would that be sending? Well, it'd be sending the message that there's bad guys everywhere, but that's yeah. See, yeah. And he's like, this is just as limiting as anything else. And I think he's absolutely right. Sure. But they don't see that. This is the problem when it's like, well, we can fix this by doing this. Mm-hmm. And usually the, uh, the stuff they do makes everything worse but that's really no yes. surprise i guess no no surprise social engineers they're just the worst right we could well we can't say field anymore because that's racist what can't you say field oh that's right field is a bad word i, I, I read that i heard that somewhere yeah it field. has connotations of slavery or from yeah. the latin people working in the field so I, so what are these colleges going to call the field hockey teams now? What's I, it I don't, be? it was the, like the, the word that they had recommended, whatever colleges was, it was something like the perfunctory or it was some word that nobody was ever going to use. Mm. But I was just happy because I was like, well, can you rename Wrigley field then? Cause that place is a shithole. And <laughs> if you could rename that, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. But the border crisis, I thought this was interesting. Pulled a couple of clips from, the mayor of New York city. Oh, Eric. Yeah. Eric Adams. who was all very much into being a sanctuary city up until the point people started sending migrants to his little city. Yeah. He kind of backed away from that, didn't he? Yeah. yeah because it's like, uh, you know that you cannot handle it, but there's a couple of clips, one from before he got to El Paso and one when he's in El Paso, this was him. Before he went down, I mean, I give him credit. At least he went to go see what the problem at the border is. It took Joey two years to do that. And he really wasn't there because they sanitized it. Yes. And then Joey's like, no, everything's fine. Don't look at these documents. (laughs) We need help. And that is why we're calling on the national government to not put this burden on our cities. El Paso should not be going through this. Washington, Houston, New York. Uh, None of our small or large cities should be experiencing this. And I thought that was just funny. Like none of our small or large. Yeah. Because he was yeah. like, he was going to be like none yeah. of our small cities. And then he's like, Oh wait, New York. Right. Ooh, that's yeah. so, so where should it be? We stick him in farmland in Iowa. Is that it? See, this is does the question. A, does he have an, does he have an alternative? Not really. And this is once no, he was in not. El Paso, the, I apologize for the audio. I've done a lot of editing on this just to try to make it listenable because even though he had microphones in front of him, the only audio I could find seems like it was somebody that was 40 feet away with a shotgun mic or something. Okay. But we may stop this if we need to. 
our cities are being undermined. And we don't deserve this. Migrants don't deserve this. Now, our cities don't deserve this, and the migrants don't deserve, deserve mm. this. Okay. And the people who live in the cities don't deserve this. And the people who live in the city, so the cities don't deserve it, and the people who live there. I'm glad so, he, so he pointed the difference out. He did. So who, uh, who deserves this, does he say? We expect more from our national leaders to address this issue in a real way. He wants the leaders to address this in a real way, but of course he doesn't have an answer. I bet he doesn't want a wall, though. That's, that's real, but that's too real. Because right? that's racist, of course. It's too real. We learned today was very informative. That's why it was important to come here. What he learned today was very informative, he says. That there are websites that are advertising that New York City, basically streets are paid with gold. Wait, wait, wait. There are websites that are advertising that New York City is basically has the streets that are uh, paved with gold for migrants. No shit. I want to see that website. I know. And I want to be. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it goes on here to talk a little bit about them like being put up in hotels. There's a conversation among those who are asylum and uh, migrant asylum seekers and migrants who are get, given the false impression that if you come to New York City, everything is fine. They're being given the false impression that if you come to New York City, everything's fine. But you're a sanctuary city. What? What do you mean? Why isn't it fine then? Yeah, and and, and he he promised everything would be fine once he got to be mayor. So what's he saying there? Yeah, and they invited. It's always great. Everybody. It's like if your family's a bunch of assholes and they never show up for anything, you're always like, hey, come on, anytime you guys want to come over. And then they do, and you're like, no, I'm not opening the door. We're busy, sorry. Right. Pool's closed. We have to give people accurate information. And that's what some of the... Wait, stop. We have to keep give people what? Accurate information. Accurate information. So wait a minute. Those The streets are not paved with gold in New York? No, they're, they're actually covered with urine and the... And yes, they're they're covered with piss and druggies that are passed out in their own vomit. Mm. And that that's less of a brochure though for bringing people in. <laughs> you know, come hang with the homeless that are living in their own filth. Centuries <laughs> are doing here. They are truly explaining to people that this is what's happening in New York right now. In New York, you go there, you're going to be living in concrete settings. That there is no more room in New York. You're going to live in what settings? There is no more room in New York is what he said there. Really? Uh-huh. No more. Hmm. I mean, I know hmm. like a million point something just moved out in the last two years, but there's no room in New York for these migrants. But he said something before that, like, uh, can Let's you just see. dial it back like five seconds? Yes. Oh, it's, it's scrubbing it back. Probably, baby. Let's see here. This is what's happening in New York right now. In New York, you go there, you're going to be living in concrete settings. That there in what? In what settings? You're going to be living in, in like con- common you settings. In condom, condom settings. That's what I heard. It's kind of what it sounded like. <laughs> in New York, you go there, you're going to be living in concrete settings. That- I can't tell right. what he's saying there. But he I'm said guess- condom settings. That's it. It's something bad. Condom settings are definitely, you do not want to live in a condom There's setting. There's show title, Darren. Condom settings, yes. Condom settings in New York, you do not want to be there. Mm. 
NetNet thought it was common settings, but I don't even know if that's maybe that's what they mean. Like you're going to be in a common, you're not going to have your own hotel room. Maybe that's it. You're going to be living in a common area. Yeah. With a bunch of other migrants. You're not going to have any privacy, but New York, I thought you wanted to take all these people in. And it's like this concept that you say, well, the cities don't deserve it. And then the big cities, the small cities, the migrants don't deserve this. No. See, you know what the answer is, is to have them not coming in to the country at a rate that can't be handled. That's why we have an immigration law. Oh, where's the love? I know the, and I was not aware of this. I'm taking these numbers from watching the great Bill O'Reilly last week. Cause I have really not checked in on this in a while, but according to his reporting, the United States government every year takes in 1 million legal immigrants. Yes. Which is a pretty high number when you think about big it. Big number. It's a big number. You know, and he was fine. He's like, you know what? I could see that going to a million and a half and do half that are based upon, you know, need, you know, the criteria as we need them, you know, on merit based, do half on merit based and do the other half on asylum base. Mm. And he's like, there's enough resources in the country in his opinion, to handle that. But he's like under Biden, under the last couple of years, you're dealing with like 3 million plus people coming in and you can't handle that. And the real answer is we can't magically make these resources appear. If Eric Adams in New York, a place that has a lot of resources and a lot of people to help and a lot of buildings if you can't figure out how to make this work in New York, how do you think it's going to happen on all these small border towns in Arizona or Texas? Well, like I said, I think he's got farmland in mind. Maybe. Ranches. Yeah. Which fact, is all everybody can become cowboys and farmers. That's it. You want so stop, to, that's the new thing. Stop calling them migrants, illegals, whatever. Cowboys and farmers. That's what we need more of, even though we're trying to kill all of those uh, industries. We don't want cowboys. We don't want these beef. Can be, they can be uh, virtual cowboys. Just get them Stetsons and Chaps and Tony Lama boots. They don't have to really do anything. Just walk around looking like that. They could be more of the uh, Saturday Night Fever, or like the Urban Cowboy. I'm not, well, yeah, not not Saturday yeah. Night Fever. I'm just or thinking John Travolta. You're talking. How about mechanical bulls? Would be a growth industry. Build places where they can ride them and have fun and you know enjoy themselves. We call that a uh, amusement park, or for in this case, it would be more like we're putting you in the gulag. <laughs> a concentration camp like well we're just going to build these temporary housing out in the middle of the deserts nothing to worry about here yeah they did that in the 40s didn't they uh-huh they did mm. but it's like this is the problem when you can't have this accurate debate about what's going on which is i don't think anybody on either side i mean they'll point to the fact that ah, the republicans don't like any migration it's like well no that's not true they just want people to come into the country legally i've never heard Anybody that I've talked to, as far as any friends of mine, I've never heard anybody as a Republican politician say, you know, we're letting way too many people into the country legally. You know, this is not I've never heard a push from anybody to be like, we need to do less legal immigration. It's just always framed that if you don't like illegal immigration, which is out of control to the point that New York can't handle the influx. Mm then maybe something has to be done. And that's the hilarity when you got an asshole like this mayor of New York 
who refuses to say the obvious, which is, you know, we're going to have to maybe close the border down until no. we could handle this. It's always like, let everybody come in, but I don't want them here. Not in my back. NIMBY, baby. Uh-huh. NIMBY. Yeah. You were the one that said, if you want to really test out the Democrats, ask them to sign a thing saying they'll take migrants in. Yes. Set the, that's the website to set up. You know, I volunteer. I've got an extra room. I've got an extra car. Um, I get some extra jing. I can feed, cook meals, whatever. You know, and sign on. Let's see what see what see how many names you get in there in a week or two or a year. <laughs> yes, how many people? I was, you know, this just similarly uh, a similar subject. My wife was looking at something the other day in one of the local websites, and we have a, a minor league team not too far from here, baseball, and they were looking for host families because these kids that are playing like in the lowest levels have no money. And I'm wondering who's offering to be host families for like 18, 19 year olds that come in and play baseball. I'm thinking maybe there's a lot of older MILFs that are Cougars looking for this. Yeah, it could be, but it's like, it's just a weird concept for somebody to be like, I'm going to let a random stranger into my home. Oh yeah. It's like that friend. That, that that happened he he you know he was a guy made plenty of dough had a beautiful home and his wife was kind of like joey and eric he was too i guess in his own way and they decided to become host homes for a an exchange student right <laughs> didn't work out well here's what happened um the exchange student was a, a girl um she she was either like a senior in high school or freshman in college, right? From France. Oh, well, so far this is sounding really good. Right? Stunning. I mean, pointy, just wow. Okay, well, this is going to go poorly for the him. <laughs> I can see this already. Yeah. And I got one look at this chick and I thought, I give it less than a year and this marriage will be dissolved. And I was right. Wow. And nothing happened. Nothing happened because this guy was not a screw around. I mean, you know, we were in a thousand bars together and he was not a, he was he was a faithful husband right and nothing happened however that was just that just the straw that broke the camel's back having this vixen hanging around the house you know and uh and with that period of time they were split yeah there is something to be said about avoiding temptation by not having it anywhere near you yeah exactly it keeps us all a hell of a lot safer but i was just wondering it's like yeah who's who's gonna sign up for this and why right it is just asking for trouble. I mean, unless you have like an Airbnb or some kind of room that nobody's renting anymore because that whole thing yeah. is crashing yeah, and a tiny house in the backyard or something. Oh, I saw that. I keep, every time I see that, I want that. And that was cool. I want one too. You know, it's like, it's just the ultimate man cave. I mean, I've got the basement. Basements the, suck. I know. This they would be do. nice. You'd get some sunshine in. I'm thinking yeah. this would be an excellent podcasting studio. It could be out yes. back. Yes. You know, 20, 30 feet from the house. Just put the little mm-hmm. thing out in the backyard. Yes. Home Depot sells these things. They're, I mean, granted, you have to know somebody that can put it together for you and lay a concrete slab. But, mm. you know, they're only like 10, 15 grand, which isn't dirt cheap. But for what you're getting. Yeah. It seems to be a pretty cool concept. Very cool concept. You can definitely control the noise a little bit. You don't have to worry if you got a noisy family or anything. Right. If you want to wail on your guitar, you can yes. plug it in, set the volume on 10, have at it. Yeah. 
Of course, now with all of these simulated amplifiers, the guitars, to be fair, have gotten a lot easier to play through headphones and sound. I mean, you don't get the same vibe because you don't feel it. Right. But at least you can hear the different tones and you can make that happen without without getting loud. But I remember when my buddy Tom recorded here that things in the basement that I had no idea could vibrate were vibrating because (laughs) the amplifier was putting out so much. Now, that's the guy that plays your show theme on Random Thoughts, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And had a lot of skill. Yeah, well, he you was. Can tell. He played good. professionally, yeah. then you know, settled down, had a family, started coaching hockey, then start running a whole hockey program at a at a local college here, yeah. and hadn't played for years. So when he started, you can see. I mean, it took some time, but it it is, I guess, like riding a bicycle. Once you uh, once you start working, it doesn't take you as long. It's not like you forget everything. It's just you have to uh, get the muscle memory back. Yeah. And once it started, it was like, you know, damn. And plus the technology had gotten better to the point to where you could, you know, record little snippets and you didn't have to get 10 minutes in a row. Correct. You could go yes. in, you know, 30 second intervals and make it all sound like one performance, which is also right. The beauty of the, uh, of the technology that we have now we had, I thought this was interesting. Shifty shift. Oh, Balloonhead, bug eye balloonhead. Yes, bug eye balloonhead uh, was asked about these documents that they're finding now at Joey's house because we know the mainstream media, we know the Democrats all went nuts when Donald Trump had some documents. They had to raid Mar-a-Lago, and it was yeah, this is the walls are closing in. They're we're putting That's this right. criminal away, and then they find documents at an office that Joey had at the university of Pennsylvania. Then they found more documents in his garage. Right. Then I guess they found more documents in the home where the house was, where Hunter was also living. And this is where you have to start wondering. Paying Joey $49,000 a year in rent. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, don't forget all of the big guys money coming in from China. Right. That was uh, going into Hunter, which then shared with Joey, but nothing to see here. Why China had given the University of Pennsylvania like $40 million in the three years that Biden was associated with it. Mm-hmm. Nothing to see there. No, nothing to see there. So I was kind of surprised at shifts of immediate answers to this, but then it comes around to, oh, how this is so different. I do think it's the right move. Uh, the attorney general has to make sure that not only is justice evenly applied, but the appearances of justice are also uh, uh, satisfactory to the public. And here, I don't think he had any. <laughs> the appearances of justice. So, the, so right there, this it, b- bug eye balloon had basically revealed himself that it's bullshit because it's the appearances that matter. Yes. The facts. It's right. the appearance of justice that is yeah. really the most important. Right. Right. He is so fucking stupid, that guy. It's- oh, I know. <laughs> And it comes down to, it's like, well, we just have to make this look good. We can pretend we're investigating Biden. And that's kind of what I got from this, which is, hey, we'll make it look like we're investigating. But I would be shocked if they Mm -hmm. came down with, well, we're going to need to indict him. Not going to happen. No choice but to appoint a special counsel. Uh, And I think that special counsel will will do the proper assessment. Uh, I still would like to see 
Congress do its own assessment of uh, and receive an assessment from the intelligence community of whether there was an exposure to others of these documents, whether there was harm to national security in the case of either set of documents with either president. Which, again, if you know you control, although in Congress they don't really control anymore because the House is out of their control. So it is interesting to say, well, no, I think they should all be investigated because that is the right answer. I mean, everybody should be investigated, especially you. Uh-huh. He really is. I mean, he was the whole well, through the whole Trump thing. He would go down any rabbit hole, no oh. matter how little evidence there was. Russia, Russia, Russia. Uh-huh. And never has apologized for the fact that that's been proven to be a scam. No. Uh, but yeah. Yes, I think the uh, special counsel was appropriately appointed. You raised the possibility of of this national security assessment. Is it possible that national security was jeopardized here as as, as many, including you, uh, raised that possibility with the Mar-a-Lago documents? Uh, I don't think we can exclude the possibility without knowing more of the facts. Um, We have asked for an assessment uh, in the intelligence community of the Mar-a-Lago documents. Uh, I think we ought to get that same assessment of the documents uh, found in the uh, in the uh, think tank as well as the home of President Biden. Uh, I'd like to know what these documents were. I'd like to know what the IC's assessment is, whether there was any risk of exposure and what the harm would be and whether any mitigation needs to be done. Uh, I think that would be appropriate uh, and consistent with what we requested in the case of Mar-a-Lago. But then he'll explain why this is all different. Um, the, the, the White House knew about this on November 2nd. So that was almost a full week before the midterm elections. We didn't learn about it. The public wasn't informed until this week. And it was only after uh, the story was, uh, you know, was out there. Reporters were asking questions. Should they have been more forthcoming? Should this information have been revealed earlier? Uh, I think the administration will need to answer that question. Uh, I'm going to reserve judgment until they do. But I think it's important to point out uh, that the Biden uh, approach was very different in the sense that um, it looks, uh, as far as we can tell, that it was inadvertent that these documents were in these locations. When they were discovered, they were immediately provided to the archives or to the Justice Department. There was no effort to hold on to them, no effort to conceal them, no effort to obstruct uh, the Justice Department's investigation. All of that is a very sharp contrast to Donald Trump's handling of the situation. So as you point out, uh, this is a very different uh, matter. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it's appropriate for a special counsel to look into both situations. So according to Shifty Schiff, if somebody catches you committing a crime and you say, oh, no, I'll, you know, I'll, no, I'll play ball. I'll, I'll comply with whatever you want. Well, then it's not as bad because. Yes. Because why? It's like. Because well, co- cooperation is tantamount to, uh, to innocence. Right. In, in Shifty's head. Bug eyed balloon boy's head. That makes zero sense. Of course it does. The whole like, well, there's nothing to prove that well, uh, Joe Biden took these yeah. things intentionally. It's like, well, there was nothing that said Donald Trump took them intentionally. What have you heard? What's your read? What's your understanding of how these uh, and, and the new N word is tranche? When the fuck did that be tranche? A tranche, another tranche of uh, of documents. I've not heard that. Oh yeah, listen, you'll you'll hear that. It's the new That's word. A That's a new yeah. It's a new fun word. Like, you know, optics, whatever. They get these words and just hang on to it. Remember when, remember, you know, the Iraq war, nobody ever heard the, the, the phrase sortie and everybody's every other right. fucking word out of CNN's <laughs> mouth. Sortie, 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 sortie. Hey, we got to run a sortie. Yeah, got to run a sortie to see if how many tranches are there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what, what, have you, um, what have you heard about how these things were uncovered? Well, from what I heard, this was 
originally started by his lawyers closing down the office right at the think tank again yes. it seeming there's a lot of chinese yes. money coming into the think tank and a lot of yes. people were paid at that think tank that have gone on to become biden advisors right. okay i i heard the same thing and um you know even in uh mayberry um your average attorney is getting five six hundred bucks an hour these days i would imagine the uh the heavyweights that are doing joey's bidding are probably closer to a grand an hour these days guys like that aren't usually the ones they send out to move boxes around no the flunkies are so in a different class so this re- this reeks of bullshit right right from that from that very starting point of oh some attorneys were moving stuff for gym- attorneys are now did they, did they have you know um blue jumpsuits on with their names embroidered over the pockets maybe you know that'd be cool and, and construction boots on okay let's see let's but i, I mean, can see it's ludicrous but I can see that, you know, their attorneys are parts of groups that have like a thousand lawyers and they're sending the newbies out to do the grunt work to start getting, you know, to learn. I could see that happening, whether they're all attorneys or whether it's, you know, legal aids, yeah. whoever that's just out assisting in this. But that was one of the things that was immediately brought up by some Republican lawmakers was once you realize there was confidential documents, these lawyers that were out there at that level did not have the clearance to see those documents so you sure. had you should have immediately called in the proper authorities on that which well, they did yeah. not it doesn't appear well i think you know joey i don't think joey's ever realized what a total finger puppet he is i really don't. i think oh, it's like the old the old adage you know about uh we used to say this about rich guys and corporations that you know he the guy the guy uh he was born on third base and thought he hit a home run and that's joey <laughs> Yes. Joey thinks that that somehow he managed to make this all happen on his own, that he wasn't just completely puppeteered into where he is. And um, I don't think he's he's really eager to back off and, and not run um, in two years. And I think this is the beginning of a takedown. If not, it's, if not an immediate takedown, you know how this shit can stretch on forever, oh, yeah. these investigations. So this is a sort of Damocles they can dangle over his head. When they want to plug in Captain Hair Gel Newsom from California, they can say, hey, Joey, um, you can say, you know, I'm getting a little tired. I want to go fishing and spend more time with Dr. Jill. The babysitter. No, I think I'll let uh, Captain Hair Gel or come on, anybody else take the reins when I, and, and then, you know, he gets to retire nicely. Or, or you, can, you, can, you can fuck the system and, and wear a fucking orange jumpsuit until you die. <laughs> That'd be nice. I, th- I really think that's sort of where this is from and going. Oh, yeah. There were some people I hear that were like, ah, the Republicans planted this. I'm like, no, no, it's way more, oh. way more oh. than the Democrats would do that. Yes. Yes. I mean, one, how would the Republicans have access? If they were that good yeah. at these things, they would win more elections. Of course. But this timing is very interesting, being that these documents were found six days before the midterm, and it took until about now. Mm-hmm. in mid-January for the world to hear about it. So not very yeah. transparent, Joey. No. Because he had to be told about this when it happened. Mm-hmm. And he didn't come out and be like, well, I want everybody to know. No, cover yeah. up. But then the yeah. interesting thing being that I believe from what I understand, and maybe this is wrong, but it was the finding of those documents at the think tank in Pennsylvania that led them to look at his home, that to you know start the investigation there, which 
I mean, Joey's original reaction was like, ah, they were in my garage by my Corvette. It wasn't like they were out on the street. It's like, but what? That's your, that's your response. You know, they yeah, were locked. a lock garage there. Yes. It's a lock garage. It was a very secure garage. And if somebody was going to steal yeah. anything, they surely would have gone for the Corvette, hmm. which probably sucks up so much gas that it is not green. No, it's not. Why didn't he put an electric motor in that? Right. I know. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it? I mean, it would actually be fun in a Corvette as long as you didn't have to go long distances. Yeah. But yeah, this whole concept that this stuff was planted. I do believe you're right that this is something that can be used. If Joey goes off the ranch, this could turn people against them. They could very easily be an invest. Will I think there will be an investigation into it because the house is Republican controlled. Now, you know, they're investigating Hunter. Joey is going to be such in dire straits by the time this is all said and done, just even whether it's true or not, as we learned with Trump and everybody else, it's just the start of an investigations enough to yeah. politically kill you. Yes. It's as a bug eyed balloon had said the appearance, everything's it's all that matters is appearances. That's all we need to do. That's all we need to figure out. And the reality is, I believe that every president and vice president that's ever been in office, except maybe Obama, Obama seems like he was smart enough to understand the concept of digitize your documents. Don't take paper, take digital copies. Nobody misses digital copies. <sighs> Nobody can find digital copies just laying around. Yeah. If you're good at what you're doing, meaning if you understand the basics of having an encrypted thumb drive or hard drive, nobody's ever going to find those documents. I could have tons of government secrets on a thumb drive that you plug it in. It goes, oh, this is this is blank. Would you like to format this? Mm -hmm. You know, for ninety nine point nine percent of the people, nobody's ever going to figure out that there's information on that drive. Yeah. Now, I mean, if the CIA, FBI, those they may figure it out. but. Obama was smart, but I don't think Trump was the one that packed up his office and took the documents. I don't think Joey was the one that packed up his office and took these documents. I think this just happens anytime somebody, I mean, who knows? I have no idea how these yeah. things get thrown into drawers or whatever, or filing cabinets mm -hmm. when they're in office. And then when you leave, somebody just puts all your crap in a few boxes and removes them. Right. I mean, granted, you would think they would be looking for things with top secret documentation, you know, on it. But we also have heard that the president and I believe the vice president both have the ability to declassify any documents that they want. Well, I read a conflicting that uh, version of that the VP doesn't have that juice. So just president, uh, just presidents. But, you know, I can say for sure I read it somewhere. You know, it's the Internet. You can never trust it. Can never trust it. And the other thing I'm seeing now, a hot story this morning, is that the Secret Service <laughs> claims they have no record of uh, who came in and out of, or who, go, who goes in and out of Joey's house in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Which, by the way, since he's been in office, I think they said he has spent 169 days oh, yeah. in that house. So he must really hate that White House. That's a lot of time. He does spend office, a lot of time it? out of the White House. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily blame him on, but. You then have to have the questions raised is everybody was under the assumption, I think anyway, that he was going to Delaware because he's old and befuddled and he's more comfortable in his own home. 
now we might start getting questions of, well, is he going to Delaware? So people like George Soros's kid can come talk to him without having a record of it on the White House log. But allegedly um, that that didn't work for other presidents when they, you know, I, I met again. You right. I believe what you read online, but uh, you know, I've read accounts that say, well, the Secret Service has to know whether he's a. But by the way, what the fuck ever happened to Camp David? Remember? Yes. Presidents used to vacation there and that was kind of their home away from home. That, did they turn that into a bowling alley or what? I don't know. You never, ever hear of any of these guys going there. Anymore. It seems like they all have their own versions of Camp David now. And or I think that Luxo was hotels. I mean, like, yes. you know, how many times did Obama go to Hawaii and just uh, cordon off an entire neighborhood so he could play in the surf there? Because uh, Camp, he can't. He was just not good enough anymore. That's what it is. Probably. They're above that. They're above that. Sounds kind of boring. Now, when you can do yeah. whatever you want, you use that right. power. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying I wouldn't. I mean, if somebody was dumb enough to elect me president, man, I'd have Air Force One in the air all the time. <laughs> I'd be going places. I'd be doing stuff. Yeah. You know, and the reality is that I'd probably make better decisions and make the country more money than it was losing. So that would be a nice trade off. Yes. But you have a bunch of Joey clips. Are there any uh, particular order on these things or? Uh, yeah. Um, the first one is uh, something about Joey and uh, South. The, the thing is, you know, today, of course, is MLK Day. Ah, yes. And Joey being a um, sleazeball career politician isn't going to let that opportunity slip through his fingers. So it's really funny. There's a cup, there's a clip there of him stating twice, not once, but twice on two different occasions with some, degree, some uh, great interval of time between them that he was in South Africa as a sitting Senator and, um, and, and, and tried to get to uh, Willie Mandela and was arrested in that, uh, in that effort. So you can roll that one first. Yeah, Joey does tell stories. He sure does. Joe Biden has recently been telling voters that he was once arrested trying to see Nelson Mandela in South Africa in the 1970s when he was already a sitting U.S. senator. This day, 30 years ago, Nelson Mandela walked out of prison and entered into discussions about apartheid. I had the great honor of meeting him. I had the great honor of being arrested with our U.N. ambassador on the streets of Soweto trying to get to see him on Robbins Island. I came back from South Africa trying to see Nelson Mandela and getting arrested for trying to see him on Robbins Island. He, he was in prison. But tonight, the New York Times reviewed all available records and can't find any evidence of that arrest actually happening. That's inconvenient. Isn't that inconvenient? And the guy he's talking about is Andrew Young, who's still very much alive. And he was the, uh, the ambassador to South Africa at the time. And when Joey was making these claims, somebody went to Andy Young and said, so were you guys arrested when you were hanging there down? No, I was arrested. And as far as I know, uh, Biden wasn't either. You know, but I believe he <laughs> believes it. That, again, is the scariest part of all of this. Yeah. Well, then the next clip is there's Joey in, in the Oval Office conversing with someone. I don't know who. And he kind of tries to rectify those bullshit claims. And that's the next one you can hear. Is that the keeps trying or changes? Keeps trying. Yes, keeps trying. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. It changes the story. Changes the story. Thank you. And uh, I had said once, I said I got arrested. I wasn't arrested. I got stopped. Prevented from, from, from moving. But... Uh, Oh, so he wasn't arrested. He was just stopped. Yeah. And it was stopped probably by a fucking traffic light <laughs> like everyone else. 
you know, and remember, this guy was a sitting senator when he was there, which meant he went with a huge retinue of bodyguards, apparatchiks, you name it, you know, and he's acting as if he was out there in some kind of a street fight. Well, yeah, guys, he's a sick, sick, pathological liar. And I believe he's fully into Alzheimer's or dementia that he believes the lies that he's told over the past and his brain are probably ringing out as truth, which is again, for the guy that is in charge of the United States, that's a scary proposition. It really is. We know what's happened before. We know Reagan had a point where he was really mentally incapacitated, Mm. but somehow came back. Usually at that age, after something like getting shot, you don't come back. Right. Reagan was nearly miraculous, but you know, we had, Woodrow Wilson. I mean, there were, there have been presidents who have had major health problems while in office. And I think that's what you're seeing here. And this is very hard to come back from when you have the internet now, mm-hmm. when things you say go around the world instantaneously. And if it's proven to be a lie, you don't have much to, uh, you know, much you can do to try to tap dance your way out of it. You can't, the olden days, it used to be. Ah, Larry, they just misquoted me. Right. But now there's tape. Yes. I mean, it could all be deep fake, but that's a different story in entire in an, its entirety. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was interesting. Somebody posted on No Agenda Social the links to the, you know, alleged FBI file on Martin Luther King. And mm-hmm. there's some pretty horrendous stuff in that yeah. file. And it's like, you know, I'm not touching it because I don't trust it. I don't trust anybody no, involved. I think that there's a strong push right now to try to discredit pretty much everything Martin Luther King. It's insane. They're totally trying to cancel that guy. Yes. yes. So I don't buy that. They don't like the judge somebody upon the content of their character. No, the, they don't the, like that anymore. Nope. No, the new is you have to go on the color of their skin. We have to have right. equity. This, 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 things have never been more racist than they are right now. It's It's mind boggling. Yes. And that wasn't what Martin Luther, if you listen and granted, he may have been a very flawed person in his private life and things you didn't hear about, but what he preached publicly was that everybody should be treated equally. Not, Oh, give us a lay. It wasn't, no, you have to give us reparations. It was like, no, we as a people just want to be treated equally. And that's when the scales can be set. You know, as long as everybody's treated equally, then we move on. You don't continually. It's crazy at this point in our history, you know, hundreds of years in to be like, well, we're talking about reparations. It's like, well, we're Irish. Where do we get our reparations from the English? They fucked over our ancestors for a long time. Yes. So as long as there's reparations coming, the Irish should I get some. some. Yeah. I want some of those. Yeah. Call up Harry and Megan. Tell them to bring us some reparations. <laughs> Now, this clip here, Joey keeps trying. Is that one in a uh, Joey follow-up? Joey keeps trying. This is a gathering. Joey's clearly, it looks, I'm, I'm not sure where it was. It might have been the first AME church. Although I don't think he was in LA yesterday, but you never know. Joey gets around a lot. And uh, he's at a podium and he's still trying to flog that, uh, um, the hero of uh, South African apartheid. And and again, he's, <laughs> he's doing it right in front of the guy that basically threw him under the bus, not intentionally, just because he told the truth. He's calling in, not Andrew Young, Andy Young, because they're good buddies. You can just play it. It's a quick clip. Andy and I took on apartheid in South Africa and a whole lot else. Sure they did. Right after they beat the shit up 
Out of Corn Pop. Yes. <laughs> well, Corn Pop was a really bad dude. Bad dude. Yeah. So, But again, that's the scary part. I think Joey <laughs> believes the stuff. Yeah. I think that is concerning. And I think you have to just look at, uh, you know, his past record. I mean, you can tell what he is. And you look at the money coming in. You look at this with Pelosi. There's a lot of politicians who made a lot of money in office. Yes. Well, or when they got out of office, Joey had a very good three years and before he started running for president mm-hmm. and sure it, it wasn't for his speaking ability. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. We had, uh, you know, Bill Maher shutting down uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, I want to hear that. Do you have a clip of that? Yeah. I thought this oh, was interesting. Good. I, mean, I missed that because I want to hear this. Yeah. Because it's Bill Maher is one of those guys as crazy liberal as he is still holds on to a bit of common sense. Yes. There's some intellectual honesty about Mar. You have to give him credit for that. Now we're getting some information after a while. We have time for find out just how bad the collateral damage has been. They're talking about the COVID vaccines and COVID. Uh, Here's just a few cases. The pandemic erased two decades of progress in math and reading. See, right away, I got to say, this pisses me off. I see these headlines all the time. The pandemic didn't do that. The way we handled the pandemic did that. The pandemic certainly was a thing. But let's not just say the pandemic, because it was not written in stone that we had to handle it the way we did. Uh, Act scores are the lowest in 30 years. Now, this one I had to go back and listen to a few times. Act scores, I'm like, he means ACT. But I've never heard anybody call it ACT. Has anyone ever heard that called ACT? It's, it's always SAT and ACT. Yeah. But he's calling it ACT scores. I've never heard anybody actually say ACT. I was like, oh, I thought that's a little weird from somebody who is a, a bastion of knowledge. Well, he's showbiz. Yeah, that's true. Um, anxiety and depression way up. The body mass index uh, increase doubled for kids 2 to 19. Drug overdose, overdose deaths. Murders way up. Inflation at a 40-year high. Domestic violence increased. Um, oh, and my favorite, car crashes. They couldn't figure this out. They're like, way, way, way up. And finally, the ex- I love this. This is the, the expert said. You know what it is? People just went fucking mental. <laughs> they ju- just went nuts. They're like, I'm home. The fucking kids are here all the time. My stupid husband is here all the time. I'm just going to take it out on the highway. And they did. Uh, I don't know if I believe that. But then, you know, I'd be a part of it. It could be a factor. I mean, I think part of it may have been people weren't driving for a while. I think people were also paranoid to be out in public outside of their house because they thought maybe if they're in their car on the expressway, they could somehow get COVID. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I'm in here still, I don't know about in Chicago, but in L.A., lots of them are still driving around masked alone in their cars and their Teslas. There's enough, which is like very common sight here. How come nobody's made a million dollars selling like air purifiers for cars? Mm, Good question, right? Then Neil deGrasse Tyson comes in. Uh, What you don't have is the benefit of the alternative scenarios to see how they would have come out to be able to judge whether what did happen was a lesser evil than other options that would have unfolded. And so, so suppose... Well, actually, actually we do, because other countries handled it differently. Sweden didn't handle it differently. Some of the places with the lowest vaccination rates turned out to have the best results. 
with really low population densities. Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, yes, there are different factors. There are. Uh, yes, but, I think that matters. Yes, of course it matters. Sort of a di- so Neil to get a little aggravated with, uh, is. Ooh, Neil. with Bill Maher. And, you know, he made a point that, I mean, there's a certain amount of legitimacy to Neil deGrasse Tyson's point that what well, we don't have the ability to go back and do things a different way to see how they would come out. You don't get that redo. Yeah, but to, to Mars point and, uh, and DeGrasse's stupidity, don't fucking tell me that a, a place as advanced as Sweden doesn't have some, some stats for Stockholm as opposed right. to the hinterlands of that nation. Get fucked. Of course they know. Yes, there is information out there from various i mean not everybody's gonna have the same population density but not everybody is out in the middle of wyoming yeah and cities tend to be dense and rural areas are not it's that it's it's not rocket science neil and we're now hearing i think we had a a clip from her a long time ago that dr wen who is now saying the deaths might only be 30 percent of what had been reported Uh she is she is odious man it's like now finally coming out with oh maybe Oh, did we say what? No, it might be like 30% of that because everybody is finally starting to admit if somebody came in with a gunshot wound to the head here in Chicago and died of that and they swabbed their nose and no, oh, they had COVID, COVID death. Of course. Of course. It's like, yeah, but it was the lead poisoning in their brain that killed them. But no, no, not important. But I mean, this is where science starts leaving the grasp of a lot of people is that you don't get a fully read. We don't get a redo. You don't have the same exact situation. So yes, Neil deGrasse Tyson's right. I mean, you could look at Sweden, you could look at Africa, you look in that, uh, you know, Chicago and LA, you can make some correlations, but there are differences. So you have to ask yourself, well, why, you know, are things different because yeah. of these factors or not? And that's nearly impossible to prove because there's so many factors. Well, let's take the thimble nation that Sweden is and uh, take a much larger sample, Neil, which would be the continent of Africa, okay, which has a 6% vaccination rate and one of the lowest COVID death rates of any place on earth. How about that? It is hard to explain, is it not? Yeah. Well, you, you, you just said I'm you, moving to an elevator in New York City wait, to 15 people. Okay, okay. Right but here. You just you just said that we can't make any judgments because we don't live in an alternative universe no. where America handled it no. differently. I, I, and I'm saying other places handled it differently. That does matter. It, I, I, and I like that the audience is kind of like split in two, and they're like just cheering. Well, they're afraid to clap for Mark because Neil's a god. Well, that's He's a science. He's a god of science. That's the Don't problem. You know. There, there is. Yeah. That's why I like when I think we talked about it when uh, Musk started on Twitter with, "Well, we're going to follow the scientific method," which means any legitimate question is allowed. Right. And they didn't like that. Didn't like that. No, it's bad. They don't want legitimate questions. They want people to be shut down. Right. But Bill Maher still brings some interesting stuff to the table. And again, if you're only going to listen to people that are echoing what your exact viewpoint is, then you're missing out. I mean, it's fun. I know we have a lot of people listen to our shows that are like, yeah, screw these fucking people. It's like, that's great because it's fun. It's cathartic. But at least part of your listening should be with people that you might not agree 100% with. Mm -hmm. And 
then do those mental gymnastics yourself. How would you make the argument against what they're saying? Right. Because it's just way too easy to be like, well, you're wrong. Well, but how? I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think you're wrong. Uh, I thought this was, uh, we've talked about the war on religion. And this was a clip that uh, was on Twitter, but the blaze had it, which was a guy in the mall of America. Oh yeah. I saw that story. See this guy, he was a black guy in his maybe Mm -hmm. thirties or so, Mm -hmm. maybe 40. It's hard for me to tell the older I get, the harder it is to tell how old people are. Yes. And he had a shirt, a big yellow shirt on the front said, Jesus saves, I believe. Mm-hmm. And on the back, you know, something else like it was Jesus is the only way or something like that. Now, what you'll hear in this clip is something that none of the stories I saw talked about, which were the fact that he has been asked to leave this property before for preaching. Yes. Which I can say there's a difference now between just wearing a T-shirt, which is pretty much free expression. And you have free expression, but the mall is privately owned. So if you like show up at the mall and, you know, a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses and you start preaching in the uh, food court, you're probably going to get kicked out because they don't want that there. Right. But this was very interesting based upon the fact that they're trying to tell him to remove his shirt. Because people have said they were offended right. by a t-shirt and that says Jesus saves. Yes, but there's more to it than just Jesus saves. Okay, It was big block letters. Maybe the font was impact, something like that. Something, you know, a grabber. And between the, the, the meat and the sandwich between Jesus and save being the bread on the upper and lower deck was the coexist bumper sticker with a line through it. Oh, right, right. That was on the back. I think that's a critical element. So it's not just Jesus saves. It's like the hell with your bullshit bumper sticker. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was on the back. Just the front was just Jesus saves. The back was something yes. like the only way. And right. It was that coexist okay. thing yeah. with the line through it. But I tried to clean this one up too. Cause the audio, as you would that imagine, was, audio. was yes. bad. I understand that. Right. But Jesus is associated with religion. And it's offending people. No, it's not. It's not so- so it's like Jesus is associated with religion. This is a security guard talking to the mm-hmm. guy. Paul Blart. <laughs> yes, Paul Blart Malkop. Yeah. It's like, wait, so you're telling that many, but you can't have G. Wait, so there's a lot of people that are probably walking through that mall wearing a cross around their oh, neck. Yeah. Or tattooed with one. Uh-huh. So anything mm-hmm. to do with Jesus is now. Offensive. Yes. To some little crybaby. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, then this is where you don't get to choose, you know, who's going to be offended by anything you do. But the reality of this, the slippery slope now becomes, well, okay, the people that are saying, well, my Jesus save shirt, that offends me. Well, their shirt that says, you know, Nike, you know what? Nike fucking offends me. That Nike fucking Mm -hmm. logo, you throw them out of the fucking mall because I don't want to see that fucking Nike logo. There you go. You sound like Joe Rogan. Uh oh, uh, is that good or bad? I know it's good. But it's not religion, it's about, it's about eternal life. Okay, but it's, it's the same thing, okay? People have been offended. And like I said, all we were asking you is to take your shirt off. People have been offended, and all we're asking you is to take your shirt off. You know what I'd right. be selling Which to is, this guy? What? Fuck you. Yeah, well, that's see, that's the critical part because. What I heard, I heard that, I watched that clip too, and and kudos to you for being able to clean it up because I thought there's no fucking way I can make this thing really audible. 
But it sounded to me like they when he had been preaching outside the mall. Yes, not inside. So that that came up. And the fact is, um, if 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 that was his uh, his crime was preaching there, which yeah, I can understand people being bugged by that. Um, then what the fuck does having him t- take remove a shirt have to do with that? Right. If that's the problem, he should be telling him you need to shut up, not take your shirt off. It's both. That was it. Because the shirt is right. the problem. Because people said specifically, right, they were offended by the shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to make some noise. I didn't say anything though. I didn't speak. I didn't. I didn't speak. I didn't. I didn't say anything. I just went to miss. Just enough you worry, let's start to walk around the wall. Oh, who is going to say to that? Yes, sir. And it clears up a little here. Okay. So, again, I'm giving you, you can give it yourself up. Why are you making sure you have to do it? You can do your shopping, or you can leave the mall. Right there, he just said you could take your shirt off and go into Macy's and do your shopping, or you could leave the mall. Those are your only choices right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are your only options right now. Okay. Unless you unless you want to be unless you want to be placed in another if you want to shop here, you need to take that shirt off. What is wrong with what is wrong with my t-shirt? What is wrong with the shirt? Is what he's asking. What is what is what is wrong with my t-shirt? What is wrong with my t-shirt? Again, sir, it is religious soliciting. There is no soliciting allowed on law property, which is private property. But again, it's like, yeah, you're wearing a shirt is soliciting. It's surprising, right? I guess. Really? Although I guess it could be if you were a really cheap hooker and you were just wearing a shirt that was like 50 bucks an hour. I don't know. I guess maybe maybe that's soliciting. Maybe I didn't see any money mentioned on that shirt, though. No, just saying Jesus saves and he didn't believe in whatever bullshit religion you had. But they were obviously hassling him. I don't know. Beyond the fact that somebody complained, it's like, so is this to to me at the Mall of America now? If you live in that area, if you go to the Mall of America, find anybody with a liberal shirt or anything on and just go, hey, uh, ball cop, offensive. Well, I saw one guy had a comment on where that was posted, and he said, what needs to happen is, uh, you know, a couple of churches need to get it. The whole problem that why this nation has been taken over by commie filth is the commie filth all has the hive mind, and hives are good at organization. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, the, 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 we are Lutfas. Leave us the fuck it all alone. But what, happened, what needs to happen is a couple of churches need to get together and say, hey, Let's uh, let's all drive over to the Mall of America today. All all hundreds of them. Let's all wear Jesus Save T-shirts. Now, what the fuck are you gonna do? Call it the National Guard? Maybe. Okay, swarm <laughs> them. Swarm them. Outnumber them. That's what to do. Now, what are they going to do? And there's a big black eye. I looked up this thing. I get curious. Like, who the fuck owns that thing? It looks like a absolute slice of hell. I mean, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather spend a weekend in Manzanar than, than an hour in fucking Mall of America with the bouncy houses and all this shit. It looks horrific. Yeah, they used um, to have like a Snoopy amusement park and it was cool, but no, it's, it's oh, gone woke. It's, it, there's a, the company that owns it is called um, Triple Five, something like Triple Five Enterprise. If you Google, it'll pop right up. And you're an HTML guy and you've built lots of websites. You, you need to look at this thing and it is the most horrifically done grammatically incorrect <laughs> piece of shit moron website for a major they own that the own uh, a thing in in uh, 
They call it the New York Metropolitan Area. No, it's in Rutherford, New Jersey. And apparently it's a carbon copy of Mall of America. And I think I have another one somewhere up in Edmonton, Edmonton, Canada. Okay, so they have three of these fucking monstrosities. Um, and it's, it's, it's the, the website is word salad. It's idiotic. It's insane. I was like, who the fuck is running this thing? Obviously, they're very wealthy. I think they could hire somebody who knows how to make one of these things. It's atrocious. And I did read on the blaze and i don't know again if this is all 100 true but according to the blaze the mall had within the last year one of these like tranny read to your kids days so okay i mean but jesus saves that's offensive but trannies read to your kids that's yeah. that's that's okay but this is where we are in this country where it's like well no religion offends me well okay that's fine but you know what offends me people who are atheists then okay now what yeah well it's it's coming down to it's just you know, the, the whole thing begins to think, pick, pick, pick. imagine this as a huge funnel, a societal cultural funnel, right? And what it's, what it's going to come down to is people that are considered in a protected class can just look at you for any fucking reason and say, you offend me. I right. want you silenced. I want you put away. That's really where it's going because it's your religion. It's your politics. It's your color. Everything now. It, it offends me. So you have, you have to disappear. That's where it's going. That's why everybody has to shut up, which is why it's important to be fighting back. Mm -hmm. It really is. And you can do it on a local level. And when you see little things going on, you have to speak up. I mean, we're seeing parents at least starting to speak up, yeah, which is a plus. Mm -hmm. But this concept, and I'll give Glenn back the credit on this one because it was probably watching him 15 years ago was definitely before I moved into this house. So we're going 15, 20 years ago where he was talking about the war against religion and how this was all coming down. And it's like, well, this is kind of where we're at when somebody wearing a Jesus saves t-shirt, people are like, well, that's offensive. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. This again is the reason that we have the first amendment because somebody that is offended. Oh, well, I'm so sorry you're offended, but this is legal. You know, I'm just fine too with somebody having a satanic t-shirt. But that's a, I mean, that's a hugely profitable enterprise. And I'm just praying some sharp attorney out there contacts this dude with a t-shirt and says, Hey, want to get rich with me? Right. I'll take a third. Let's go. Let's rock. Yeah. Is this, is this a t-shirt you created? Cause if it is, I'd be selling them. <laughs> I'd be selling them. I'd be selling them for cost outside of the mall of America saying, yeah. I highly recommend you put this on going in. You're right. It would be a great bit to watch like a thousand people all dressed in those shirts walking into yeah. the mall of America. Right. Everybody is offended by everything. That's what we've learned. That's it. Now we've got a Cardi B clip. Is this a follow-up on the one we had uh, last well, week? Since you, since you brought her up last week, I thought this is one I've used occasionally as kind of a sounder as an ISO as John and Adam like to call them in my show. And it's just, it's just classic Cardi B and it always makes me laugh when I hear it just sets a little flavor yeah thank you for supporting me and if you don't suck my dick (laughs) wait is cardi a tranny i didn't think she was that's there's a sales proposition who could resist that Uh uh-huh it's like but wait no i'm offended i'm offended by that i tell you where do i get restitution And she also almost pronounces it like it's it's spelled D E E K. She almost is like Deek. She's like my Deek. 
And I, I, I mean, I once looked and I was like, is she from the United States? And I'm like, oh, Brooklyn. She's, okay. She grew up in in New York. And I think her, one of her parents is Queens. Caribbean. I forget where the other from. Anyway, but that's interesting. She's funny chick. Yeah. And I mean, again, we've learned that unlike a lot of musicians who lose all their money and don't track where their cash is going, she gets a report every week, which I think is great. Yeah. And she's like, stop yeah. buying those fucking organic eggs. Come on. Right. Like you got to know where your money's going. That's the only way. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You should know where your money is. Yes. You shouldn't give people access to spending it either. If you don't trust no. them. No. And I go, it is good to see. I we, I don't see uh, our favorite female politician want to be, but I do. Tina see has been kind of quiet. She posted a video. Someone shot of her working out. Right. Holy shit, Tina's got serious guns. <laughs> well, you don't I'm want to serious. mess with her. Her biceps are probably 16 inches easily. Really? And they are, yeah, she's really, she's got it going on big time. Yeah, see, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. She doesn't look, when you see right. her on the video, she doesn't look muscle bound or anything. She, she is, she is really put together. She's formidable. Yeah, don't piss off Tina. Yeah, you don't want to say something to her on the subway. I'm guessing now no. she's just going to take you down. No. Yes. Yeah. But Scott is back. That's a good sign. Scott's back. Is the, there's a, any uh, which one of these first Royals or Rusty O'Ring? Which uh, let's do that. Let's do the Royals first. Is this on uh, like uh, Megan and uh, yeah, nice. We got so much shit going on in this country, and some of you people still don't fucking learn. You keep watching this fucking weenie, whiny fucking wanker, Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> weedy whiny fucking wanker he's great this you is, gotta love scott the guy is poetic my goodness right this yeah. is a big computer i want to hear that again yeah. whiny fucking wanker prince harry the duke he's not a duke he's a dick <laughs> wait a minute it's cardi was he's a deke he's a deke <laughs> he's a deke not the duke he's a deke <laughs> exactly <laughs> rubbing whiny fucking wife See, what? Okay, wait, I got to go back here. Okay. He's not a dope. He's a dick. And his money-grubbing, whiny fucking wife. Ooh, money-grubbing, whiny fucking wife. Ooh. And what do you really think? Come on, get, we got to get Scott on the show. I'll be like, what do you really we think? Do. I mean, she, that, does she, I guess, although when you get into the royal family, one, you know you're going to be taken care of, but they have then forsaken the royal family. Yes. I don't know if she's making more money now than she was. I mean, she was an actress that, I mean, she was on a successful television show on USA, which okay. isn't exactly Tom Cruise, but it's probably not hurting for money. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if Prince Harry, once he gets cut off, does, is that better or worse when it comes to uh, an income? I'm not really sure, but she does have that vibe to her. Yeah. I won't disagree with Scott there. See, you fucking people watch them. They make hundreds of millions of dollars. That's why they're here. They're fucking scavengers. See, they throw their family under the bus. The royal family's racist. Now they're backtracking, saying they're not racist. But you already fucking did the damage. And you people still fucking watch it, just like you watch the Kardashians. And they laugh in your face and walk all the way to the bank with hundreds of millions of dollars. My friends in the UK, my fans, you know how much I love you. But do me a favor. Take these two pieces of fucking garbage back. We got our own garbage here. Don't you know that? Please. Well, I mean, technically, she is our garbage. I mean, she's from here. True. 
she's the one that you know kind of caused the uproar from uh yeah going into that family it's like well yeah you're trying i mean there's it's really not a good idea marrying into most families thinking like you will change things it's really not a good idea to try to do that to the british royal family this is true yes there's always family dynamics and then you're pretty sure you're gonna lose Mm -hmm. when it comes to this case but it is interesting to see how people are so drawn to any celebrity it's weird to me it's it is so weird and especially the royals i mean i just i mean you can sort of like some celebrities are interesting because of their climb to uh to uh, wealth and fame right that's kind of fast people come and so many of them come from nothing and manage to to ratchet themselves into uh, great wealth and so forth but the royals i mean (laughs) Like, and I mean, why? Who cares? They're just born into it. I mean, there's nothing, there's no struggle. There's no conflict. It's just, here I am. I'm rich. Worship me. Yes. You know, and it's one of the, I mean, I've read books on Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. I mean, that's kind of, well, I read one on Warren Zevon too, but he was already dead at that point. Hmm. I don't really follow people that are alive. And everybody knows I'm a big Taylor Swift fan and they make jokes, but it's like, I couldn't even tell you one guy. Maybe Jake Gyllenhaal beyond that, that she's dated. I don't follow any of that. Mm. I don't care. It's not interesting. It doesn't affect me. Right. If she was dating me, I would care. Yes. And I would pay much closer attention to what was going on. <laughs> but otherwise, that, Taylor. Yeah. It's like, otherwise, no, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. It's not important. It's like, you don't have to know what, uh, you know, I'd rather not know what Bruce Springsteen's doing in his spare time. I'll just want to listen to the music. Right. And that's more than good enough. But uh, what is the rusty O-ring about? Well, there's, you know, I, if I told you, it would, it would, it would ruin, ruin it. So you're just going to have to roll a <laughs> dice, Darren. Let me see. We need one of those. Uh, we need a sound effect of rolling dice. Yeah. Expect 80 million comments from you. 80 million people who love Biden, who voted for Biden. I need you to let me know why. What has he done for this country? He's created so many jobs, Mr. Lebedo. Asshole. Those jobs just came back from when you Democrats, with a 99.7% survival rate virus, destroyed all those jobs. So, fuck off. And now, this piece of shit, who was vice president, had top secrets, the feds knew it years ago, never said a fucking word just goes to show you how you fucking Democrats operate. Did they raid his fucking house like they did Mar-a-Lago? No fucking way. And they're not gonna. Because from the Democratic politicians to the media to big tech and to you fucking jerk-off feds that are on their side, you all can suck a fucking hobo's rusty O-ring. <laughs> Wait, what is a hobo's O-ring? I don't know. I'm guessing it's his ass. Yeah. Um, okay. But, but the guys, what's really funny about it, what I found so amusing, the guy uses every every curse word you can imagine in the space of that, what, 47-second clip or something, but he, but he, he has to use a euphemism for ass. Of course. It's pretty funny. Yes. That is a very special skill to have. Yeah. And we heard, you know, this goes right with the shifty shift clip. Because, well, the different, we're not, no, of course, we're not going to raid his home because he's cooperating. Right, right. Don't you understand? He's cooperating and he's giving us all the documents that he forgot that he took. Right. And he doesn't remember it happening. And he was shocked. Biden was shocked that there were 
documents in one location and then it turns out that there is in three locations at least so there was so was the the think tank i love that think tank um then there was his garage what were the other two locations in the well the other i think there's just one more which was at the home but not in the garage oh that they found more documents room that was in i don't know well that's what everybody was asking like well you know when it came to trump the FBI agents all wanted to go through Melania's panties. And I mean, I'm not going to say that yeah. I wouldn't be interested in seeing what was in those drawers, but the Maybe uh, Joey is a bouncy house in the backyard. And it was in there. That would be with a little ice cream, soft serve ice yeah. cream machine. Yes. Yes. And nobody wants to go through Dr. Jill's panties. Let's just be honest. Nobody wants no. that. That would give you nightmares. TMI. Yeah. You would not want to delve into that. Yeah, if but I want to see skid marks, I'll go to Daytona. Yes. And it's like, this is it. We don't. The, the difference is, well, of course, they're cooperating where Donald Trump wasn't like, sure. Yes. Right. But that doesn't absolve you of the crime saying that the crime was taking the documents out of a secure area and for it now to be found in multiple areas of the Biden world outside of secure areas. You don't get to just go, well, yeah, buddy, he, he, he didn't. He's helping us get them back to where they were supposed to go. It's like, Okay, so that kid that stole the 12 cars in seven hours, if he helps get those cars back, he never really stole the cars then, right? Is that what you're saying? It's okay. It's all all right. It's okay. No foul. DigiGuru says, look up the euphemism rusty trombone in the Urban Dictionary for some related information. No. No, I am not going to do that. I'm not either. No. I do not want to know that. I do not want to see that. It is not good. It is not okay. But we are a value for value podcast here on the Planet Rage Extravaganza, which means we put the shows out there. They're not behind a paywall. You get to decide if you've gotten any value out of what you've heard here today and on other shows. And we hope you have. If you have, you get to turn that back into some value that you can send to us monetarily or you just tell all your friends. You got to listen to these crazy guys. So ask them what a rusty O-ring is and then tell them to tune in and find out on yeah. Planet Rage. But we do have a few people to thank for today's okay. show, which is always nice. Always. Including coming in as our executive producer today, Kendra Lamont. Yes. Thank you, oh, Kendra. Kenny Ben, Dame Kendra. Exactly. 20 bucks says Darren and Larry. Happy 2023 kisses and hugs, Kendra. Oh, thank you. Ben Rose, how come you never send us kisses and hugs? I mean, come on. <sighs> that guy, I tell you. <laughs> our buddy Srinivas Murti coming in with $10 and one cent. Thank you, Srini. And it's always Most important grateful. to come in with that one cent because that would have been the executive producer slot today where Tim Heasel came in at $10. Srini's like, ha ha, I beat you. Oh my God. Penny. So this is like Price is Right. I wasn't aware of this going on. Oh, I mean, we nor- I mean, we're not quite to that no agenda level yet where we separate no. executive producers and the uh, associate executive. But usually it's that, you know, that top donor would be the executive mm-hmm. producer and then the others would technically be the associates. So mm. it's all being able to have those kind of bragging rights. If that helps convince people that they want to up their game a little bit, it is always appreciated right after the last show. So we know the last show had to be a good one. Our buddy Johnny Hipwell, otherwise known as Johnny Bravo over on Johnny. Twitter came in with three thirty three and just says for the rage. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. But that's always nice. Like when we do a show and then like that night, a donation comes in. We know somebody listened to the show and was like, wow, these guys actually hit it out of the park today. 
you know, Johnny has the cutest hot dog dog yes. in the world, Mr. Puppers. Yeah, like I told him, I said, if, if, if Moose knew how much time I spend looking at the pictures <laughs> of Mr. Puppers, he'd, he'd fucking bite my nose off. Well, you had the one where it was like over his shoulder riding the bike and dog is too cute. Yeah. Having way too much fun. Yeah. And of course, then like many podcasts, the delimiter comic strip blogger coming in back to his 15,033 sats after he accidentally last time sent us 33,000. He will not make that mistake again. (laughs) Let me tell you. And he did this. He's getting better, though, with the, the verbiage. And I, I believe this was him because he was complaining that Gwiff was too busy to write the, the boostograms for him. So Gwiff, come on, get on the stick. But he says he starts out loquacious Larry and debonair Darren. I like that. Hmm. Maybe we should have uh, Dame Jennifer just redo the opening instead of Darren O'Neill and Larry Blydner be debonair Darren. And- hell of an idea. I never really liked my own last name. See, I much prefer. I've often thought I've re- renamed myself Larry Lawrence. But see, loquacious Larry is even better loquacious until people say, Larry well, how do you spell better. loquacious? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out. It's like <laughs> use, use text to speech. That'll be your best way. Yeah. He says your artisanal brand of bespoke, bewildering, beration bequeathed upon to your livid listeners is a large dose of sanity provided for free. Well, free, yes, but value for value, CSB, you know that. Yes. He does. So here is a token of our appreciation for your efforts, though it may be pissing in the wind. The rage is great crack, which is good. I mean, now if you're Irish, you know, and we are the great crack means good fun. Mm-hmm. When you go, I to, didn't know that. The, yeah. The crack it's a C-R-A-I-C in Ireland. The crack is good. I, when we went, I was like, what, what, the crack is good. What does that mean? It's like, everybody's having a good time. I'll be damned. You got to always some, learn something with you, Darren. Oh, well, from, because of CSB, you got to have yes. some and, good crack. And just because I always believe in, you know, returning good intel. Um, you know, my mom was born in Ireland and she used to laugh because over there um, at when she was a kid there, the word nice meant you were bow-legged. Really? So there, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, now hearing that your mom was from Ireland, CSB is going, Larry, you could be Irish citizen. I know this. I know. And it might not be. See, and if, if things weren't getting as bad there as it is oh, here, the, yeah. the migration issue there is very similar, just different migrants. Yes. And there's nowhere to put them. They had closed down a tent city not that long ago. I believe this was in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And because that was horrible and it was racist and they ran out of space again. So the tent city is. You know, re- this is something that the government's actually building themselves so people can stay there because like 30,000 migrants came into Ireland and 30,000 into New York is nothing. But 30,000 into Ireland's like, that's a lot of people. Yeah. So this, again, is why the whole immigration problem is way more intricate than people want to give it credit for, because you have to be able to have the resources to take the people in that are coming in. It doesn't matter what country, whether it's the United States. Yeah, the United States could take a lot more people than Ireland, but it's the same concept. You're just doing it on a little bit of a different uh, scale. But at the Rage's Great Crack, as he said, as is the amuse-bouche on show at www.csb.lol. He's throwing a lot of big words out there. Yeah, really? Little amuse-bouche. After you've supped on that funny, go check out the AI.cooking show triumphantly told by the trailblazing troglodyte Gwiff. 
Yo, CSB is a is troglodyte actually a a good term? I always thought I don't that know was that that's a compliment, but uh, <laughs> I always thought I there were negative compl- uh, connotations to the word mm. troglodyte. Mm. How do you define troglodyte? Now I want to know what is the uh, a member like, of uh, a fabulous or prehistoric race of people that lived in yeah. caves, dens, or holes? Yeah, it's like Cro-Magnon man or whatever. Only probably even more old who is also a person considered to be reclusive reactionary out of date or brutish well that would be me <laughs> See, you're a troglodyte that that all day long yeah you and guiff all day yeah troglodytes see now this is why we read csb's notes it's not because the donations are big it's because they're entertaining they are and we appreciated csb he likes to listen live and tell us where we're wrong mm-hmm but we appreciate that. That's part of the whole value for value model. That's why when we do these shows live, we are up and running in the troll room, which we borrow from the best damn podcast in the universe. No agenda at no agenda show. No, it's no agenda stream.com or trollroom.io. You just go into hashtag no agenda. That's where people hang out when we're doing these shows live. And it's great because you get instant feedback. As well as we can see the instant boost. We got one from our buddy and a millennial who came in with 4,700 Satoshis. Thank you. Who said, enjoy a Johnsonville brought some fried Sargento cheese curds and blow your ass out on a kosher toilet. <laughs> a Kohler toilet. I'm sorry. That's much Wait, different. Blow your ass out on a what? Kohler toilets, I guess, are from the area there. Uh, <laughs> we just got two new Kohler toilets. They're beautiful. When you visit beautiful Sheboygan, the freshwater surf capital of the world. I mean, who knew? Wait a minute. Stop. Freshwater surf. That's what he says. Can you actually surf in uh, Sheboygan when that's, you know, when it's not 40 below? Yeah. Hmm. Can you, I mean, I guess you could surf on a lake if it gets the waves. I would think on the Great Lakes, they get a good windy day. You could do a little surfing. I would think. I don't know. It is possible. uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, we got a boost from, uh, C-Dubs, who said BoostBot is now on Noster. I'll have to read what that's all about, but thank you, hmm. C-Dubs. He's the thank guy you. that runs a BoostBot. We should add the BoostBot to Planet Rage. And basically what the BoostBot does is anytime one of these donations come in, the podcasting 2.0, Satoshi's being streamed, it goes to the bot. So it would post it on No Agenda Social automatically. It'll show up in the troll room automatically. So everybody can read those posts when they come in which is also a fun way to encourage others to take part in all of the fun that is podcasting 2.0. Just go to newpodcastapps.com. Tell them Adam Curry sent you. Yes. He's the guy that knows how to turn all this stuff into a fabulous, well-working machine. And we're just trying to figure it out. We are. I am constantly annoyed looking at the people on YouTube. There's the one Lego guy that I follow. And lately I'm like, wow, this guy's an idiot. And he's talking about like buying or renting a warehouse to be able to move all of his Lego stuff into and build this big Lego city. And I went and I mean, I don't know how accurate these things are, but there's a few different websites out there that will try to estimate the value, what a YouTube channel can bring in. It's very hard to do with podcasts because most of that data is hidden. But with the YouTube channel, there's enough data out there with subscribers and how many videos and all that. Right. And knowing what categories they figure that this guy is making like 35 to 40,000 a month on these YouTube videos about Lego. And I'm like, I'm in the wrong fucking business. 
And so, so these YouTube videos about Lego are just him, the shit that he builds with Lego. Is that what it is? Yeah. And he basically just buys sets and makes a big city in his basement. His basement is literally filled with Lego. And that money is just what YouTube is kicking back to him for clicks or views. Yeah. From the ads, I would suppose. I mean, I know wow. you can take money as what well as far as doing wrong. Darren. Uh-huh. What is wrong with us? I think we should be on YouTube, but we're not that pretty. I don't know. That's the yeah. <laughs> issue. Uh, Obviously, YouTube has a much bigger, much bigger audience, I suppose. Wow. Let's see here. I know a gentleman millennial says the same wind that forebodes the brutal winter storms on Lake Michigan and Superior also create waves up to 30 feet high. Wow. I didn't know that. He didn't. Yeah. I, there was a Dairyland Surf Classic from 1988 to 2012. So uh, now impressive. we know. Now we know, well, hey, something took down the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes. It wasn't an ankle tickler, was it? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, see, the Midwest has a lot of stuff going on. It does. And I'm just waiting for some snow. That's all. Yeah. You don't but want if, that. You, if you want to take part take in the that. value for value concept, many ways to do it. Go to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the information is there. And we appreciate everybody for listening and for donating and helping to support the show each and every Monday. 1 p.m. Central, that is 11 a.m. Pacific time. Show up. It's a lot of fun. It is. What do you got for random thoughts, Darren? I don't know. I don't. I'm going to have a new complaint. I have to call the endodontist today because I never did get a call back after I. uh Tooth update. Darren O'Neill tooth update. Let's hear it. And it's been fine, which is good, which is why I'm not like in a which I'm guessing that it was. Uh, at least partially because of an infection, because after I've been on the antibiotic for about a week, there's very little problem. So it's at least not something that I need to rush in for. But, uh, okay. you know, they you go on to these websites for these fucking companies and they're like, well, make an appointment. And you go through, you fill out all the information. I, You know, you put down there what your dentist said as far as what teeth and what services they're looking for. Oh, we'll get back to you. And then nobody does. This is for a prescription for an antibiotic? No, no. This was just to go in to see the endodontist so they can do oh, whatever oh, they're. So I they can it. do their magic. I know they, rather than just taking x-rays, they do some kind of 3D thing where they'll be the ones that will make the decision on whether I need to have the root canal that was just done. If that needs to be tweaked, if they didn't do it well enough, if they left, you know, enough in there where there is uh something going on with an infection on that tooth and then on the tooth above that had a root canal probably five six years ago where he was seeing a little bit of an issue different dentist so i guess you know again maybe all dentists you never really know what's going on with well, the how's teeth the, uh, how's the bite situation is it still tearing holes in the side of your cheek or how's that it's that about 60 percent better so i think a little more tweak and that'll be fine Mm-hmm. So at least we moved in the right direction. And that was just the guy that was like, well, let me just take a little more off here. He's like, it's, and I think we talked about that last week. He's like, this is a very hard crown. So he's like, it's going to take me a minute or two to even take a little bit off. He's like, I know it seems like I'm drilling a lot mm. where the other one, the dentist didn't really want to do my, I mean, it was just all very weird. Why so hasn't somebody invented an app for do it yourself dentistry. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Really? You buy that and a Dremel. And you're ready. It's an AI thing. CCSB, this is what we need. You hook up an AI to a Dremel, and then you take a picture of your mouth, and you let it yeah. just do whatever it wants. 
what could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong at all? <laughs> so I'm not sure what will be on uh, random thoughts this week. And I never know if I'm going to do it on. I always think, well, hey, I could do it on Tuesday and I have done every now and then. But then I'm doing Planet Rage on Monday, random thoughts on Tuesday, Grumpy Old Ben's on Wednesday, the Rock and Roll pre-show on Thursday, Unrelenting on Friday and the Rock and Roll pre-show on Sunday. God. So I found that even though it's a much longer day, I've been lazy and just taking Tuesdays to do other stuff and then doing random thoughts in the morning and grumpy old Ben's in the afternoon on Wednesday. And that kind of seems to, to work better. That way I feel like I have a day off Yeah, in the interim, yeah. unless there's something that I really, really need to talk about, but there's been a lot in the news to, uh, to complain about. So you never know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. I know, um, my mom's head uh, just went to the doctor today, had a little thing on her arm and they're like, well, it could be cancer. So we need more prayers on that one. Okay. Which is just, although they're like, it's not melanoma. And if it's a skin, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a big deal, but okay. you know, anytime anybody hears that C word, it's uh sure it's no bueno. And it's like, you know, you're, you know, if you've never had that at the point, you know, when you're in your eighties, it's like, you're very lucky. Of course. So, uh, at least that, not bad news, but it's, uh, you know, it's concerning once you've had the cancer. Yes. So that's, uh, that's there, but otherwise I don't know. It's, it's always a surprise to me too. What the words that come out of my mouth, I never know until they're there. My guess is Joey will provide Darren sometime between <laughs> now and Wednesday. Joey always provides something with these documents, <laughs> with just the overall insanity of everything in his I mean, do you think that they chose the White House spokesperson just because she makes Joey seem smart? (laughs) I mean, that's the only thing I can figure out because she seems like the dumbest person on the face of the earth to the point that I am really missing Peppermint Patty. I mean, Peppermint Patty, at least, was able to tell a good yarn. She was able to tell a story where this one just can't. So I miss the, the last one. What was her name? Don't en- I don't envy her that job. No, really. No, no, not with Joey. That's bad. No, very bad. Always going to be something you're going to have to lie about. Yes. Any, would we have a idea of what's going to be on that Larry show? I don't. Ooh, so but it's going to be a good week. Last week's um, it's turning out to be a biggie. Um, it was called riding on the storm because Los Angeles for over Two weeks now has been raining torrentially almost every day. We had a couple of breaks on Friday. I think like it's not like a seven, like a six-day torrential siege, and then the seventh, the sun comes out for a little while, but then it comes back right back on. And so, um, it's uh, I, I posited the question: What would happen if it just never stopped raining here? And I have an answer for that. And I also provided my own uh, my own track for that with my telecast, recreating a classic uh, rock rock tune from the uh, from the 70s about rain and somebody actually one of my uh, wonderful dojo members said hey man i really dig that why don't you do a, a video of yourself picking that tune on your telly which i'm not going to do but I like the, <laughs> that's thank, like too much thank, work or what it's too much work thank you thank, but thank you for the thought so it's a it's a good episode it's a it's a fun one yeah well i have missed that one so i do need to catch up on that one okay but it's like yeah if the rain keeps coming yeah when does california break off and just float towards hawaii 
Exactly. That's kind of you're you're in the certainly in the right wheelhouse with that thought, Darren. But would it help your property values or would it <laughs> would it lower them? I don't know. That's where the break is. I mean, the best of all words would be, <clears throat> excuse me, oceanfront property. You know, if it, if it broke three miles from my front door. Yippee. Yes, everywhere is oceanfront property. It's your own private island. That would be better. There you go. I mean, it's hard to go out and get a burger at that point, but yes, you would have uh you would have your own private island. So check out that Larry show. Check out Random Thoughts. And then Larry and I will both be back to Rage. We're your tour guides right here on Planet Rage, the best show dedicated to Rage in the whole of the internet, which is basically just something I'm saying as I forget and grab the outro of the show. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody. See ya. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world, going! Shit!